It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, comedian Tim Slagle. And now, without further ado, Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. Now, my favorite part of the show, wherein we guess what's in Tim's background, and I got a streak going. I remember last week, I actually guessed it. Huh? So now I'm a little scared. I'm thinking you are in a Russian grocery store and you're snorting a bagel right now. Am I right about that, Tim? Uh, you're half right. It's uh, oh, okay. I'm sure there's a gro- I'm sure there's a grocery store here somewhere. Let me hear it's you. IK3, it's I it's IK three, the Soviet gulag where uh <gasps> where Navalny Judge, where where Judge Arogden wants to wants to try to send Trump. <laughs> well, right, because we know actually Trump <laughs> lightened the whole thing. I think he said to Laura Ingram it it was kind of like he didn't say it was Navalny light. He said it was Navalny form or something like that. He, he, even he didn't have the chutzpah to equate himself quite to Navalny. <laughs> Actually, when I look in the background there, I mean, you know, it looks like a train station, a northwest line of, of Metra. I mean, you know, it's got a nice brick. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful there. It's a good place to drop dead. This is, uh, it's, um, this is, is this, it's noon there right now. So, Oh, my God. Uh... Oh, wonderful. It's always noon there. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say about Navalny because everybody is lampooned. Well, I mean, well, this is all tied in with Tucker. Uh, you know, he, 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 bad timing on Tucker's part. He, uh, oh, he's yeah. called, uh, Trump called it a form of Navalny. Okay. <laughs> so the, the bad part, I mean, Tucker is, is quoted, uh, before, I think before the interview, uh, uh saying that, well, you know, leaders, everybody kills, everybody kills people. And as we know, Obama killed uh, uh, an American citizen. Four, I believe it was four, drone, four Americans. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we're no better than they are. That's why I thought you were in the metro station. Uh, <laughs> behind me. So, uh, so anyway. Well, it's, so, I think, uh, uh, I think in the Soviet Union, the trains run on time. That's uh, Yeah, that's I the think. whole thing. That's the whole thing. That's the... Uh, Little you just don't like where they Mussolini go. reference there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, Tucker got caught. I mean, it was a little difficult because he said, oh, yeah, leaders kill people. And then Lavalny actually was obviously murdered. Uh, of course, although we want to give Putin due process and the uh, and then he. Sure. Maybe he was said, just maybe he was the- just maybe he was just vaccinated. You, it's possible. And he said he said it, it was a barbaric act. I mean, that was one of the great Emily Latella never minds I've heard in the uh, 21st century. Thank you, Tucker, for that one. So um, so at some point, you know, like Newt Gingrich, who's such a suck up, uh, it, it's unbelievable. He he was trying to equate Trump to Navalny and Jonah Jonah Goldberg wrote a tweet and he starts it off. Dude. <laughs> that's not right. And I it's I remember when I used to have to interview uh, Newt Gingrich long after he'd been the speaker uh, on the radio. And, we, you know, we have to call him Speaker Gingrich, even though, as William F. Buckley said many, many years ago, he didn't even like calling ex-presidents Mr. President anymore. It, it, who needs to do that? But it's one thing not to call the guy Mr. Speaker anymore, but to call him dude. And of course, this started with John Stewart. He's sitting next to Obama. All right. And he's interviewing Obama on The Daily Show in its 
first in, was the incarnation of which, President uh, Obama or candidate Obama? President like, Obama. Okay. And he looks at him and he says, dude, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. that was the watershed moment. Now, it wasn't as big a to me. The watershed moment in politics was when we elected a draft dodger, Bill Clinton, to be president. After that, anything goes. You can call the president, dude. You can call Newt Gingrich, dude. Um, well, I think I think anyway, Obama probably was the the first uh, uh, dude president. I think it's. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. wasn't that kind of, wasn't that kind of, kind of how he behaved? That's how how we wanted to be yeah, received. No, I mean, you I know, know, I got dudes. Dudes will give you a thrill up your leg, uh, and uh, while they're showing you the the uh, pant, the creased pants, I am getting so many spam calls now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You hear that? It's, okay. Uh, I mean, you know, I presidents. Know presidents used to be paternal figures, and and uh, I think uh, I think Obama yeah. was the first uh, brother. He was kind of a big brother candidate. Well, you know, it's interesting because George Washington really, in a sense, he was the father of our country, and everybody sure. else, especially now that like we're almost as old as the presidents, we're not quite there, <laughs> but uh, since we're, it's like, why do I have to, you know, pay these guys respect? And that's why it doesn't even matter. If you've got one guy who's more senile than the other as the president of the United States, but we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Isn't that the, isn't that the process um, of aging it's, though? It's uh it's uh, uh, um, once you're, you know, first you're older than first you're older than ball players, Then you're older yeah. than cops. Yeah. Uh, then you're older than your doctor. Right. And, yeah. Then you're older for the, then you're older than the president. Which is, so it's kind of comforting that we're not older than the president now. Uh, now. I was. But we were older I was, than, than we, Obama. Yeah, we were older than Obama. Yeah, we were. Yeah, so we were older than Obama, so it didn't really matter. Um, in any event, so, uh, you know, uh, you know, when Mr. Speaker is likening Trump to Navalny, I mean, that's like, I'm kind of like Tiger Woods when I have to run to the bathroom during a golf tournament. Okay, I get that. <laughs> I get, you know, the equivalence there. Uh, do we really need to go into this? The Russian life expectancy that, that you know Tucker failed to mention. Uh, how many Russians don't have turlets? Uh, we don't. Re we don't really have to go into all this. It's it's been it's been gone over. That did I tell you? I mean, when you have to agree with John Stewart, I mean that's it's that that hurts. It hurts to actually because he did a bit bit on it. But you didn't even have to be John Stewart. There's a guy in Australia who did like a a, a one minute bit. Young guy goes into an Australian grocery store and he, he goes, um, he goes, oh, look, we've got a mister for uh, over the fresh produce. Uh, I think we should we have the right to invade New Zealand right now. So, I mean, it was good stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's so lampoonable. I actually got into a, a little fight with um, my former partner, Dan Proft, mentioned often on this show. Um I, uh, I, I saw a little bit about because, of that. Yeah. Yeah. What was what did you glean from it? What did you see about me? <laughs> well, I, I saw that you started attacking him out of nowhere for no reason. Saying yeah, right. you got to go. You got to go after Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, and then. So uh, here's what Dan it, said. I, I don't know what precipitated this, but basically I was saying that he I have heard that he doesn't attack Tucker Carlson ever. I've never seen a tweet of his that attacks him. Uh, I mean, I don't follow him on Twitter, but I get his tweets all the time and I've never seen one that attacks him. I've seen all kinds of tweets about everything else, but never one that attacks him or Trump for that matter. 
But so he says, please see my previous comment. If you can muster the attention span, <laughs> you're assuming facts, not in evidence, which you've conceded as you don't listen to the show, counselor. Your premise is false because you choose to be ignorant. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, that's that's a bunch of gobbledygook, you know, pretty good news speak. So I followed that up with, well, OK, here's my question. Is Tucker Carlson full of SH? And he didn't answer it. OK, so enough said. <laughs> There's a rebuttable presumption that he won't say anything bad about Tucker Carlson. I'm willing to be shown that, that I'm wrong. But if you don't say anything bad about Tucker Carlson and you're doing a conservative talk show, to me, you're either um, willfully ignorant or you're a whore. And that, and I said and I even said that about Sean, the afternoon guy. Both of these guys are like my kids because I worked with Dan and I helped Sean get into the business so whatever how'd you uh, how'd you do I, that I, that's, I, a, I that's a that's a story that we haven't heard sean was a listener to the show to the wls what? show he what? could he'd get on he'd crack he'd crack us up on wls and dan initially didn't even want to give him the time of day on the show because and i said no this guy's this guy's funny oh and oh that's that sean that that's sean Oh, what's Sean? Oh, you're thinking of Sean Hannity? Well, who are you yeah, that's of? the first Sean. That's the first Sean I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got. I launched Sean Hannity. I know. That's that's why I was like that. That's business. why I went. Holy cow! Really? Yeah. No, you mean the you mean Sean? Yeah. That's, no, uh, that's Sean on, Hannity is another whore. Sean that's on. Sean that's on while we're on. I think. On a... Right. W I N D. Anyway. All right. So you don't want to hear the rest of the story because it's the wrong show. No, no, that's, that's okay. Fine. That's okay. I'm still interested. So, no, I mean, there's nothing else to it. But then he gets the job. He gets the afternoon job on WIND. Sean from Elmwood Park. He gets the, he gets that job because so, uh, you know, because what's his I'm face ran for you? Uh, the guy, the 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 other Joe Walsh, speaking of two characters, got the ran for Congress, right? Is I'm that... the only person I'm the only person who's substituted for, for Joe Walsh on the radio and open for Joe Walsh, the guitar player once <laughs> at the wow. Horizon. But that's another story. Wow. But, um, but no. Joe Walsh basically got kicked off because he, he turned liberal. <laughs> That's what happened. So uh, he left the station. But Sean, I mean, it's look, if you can't say anything, I was actually on Sean's show months ago because he had me on and I, 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 I railed against Tucker. And this is before Tucker even had said anything about the Jan about January 6th. I mean, you know, Tucker's a pile of crap. I mean, that's all there is to it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, and the last thing is the PS, the resistance. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I, there, there are people. I mean, there's one listener I know of of that station because she used to be a listener of ours. She says, I just love his style. He's adorable. I don't know. I don't believe everything he says. OK, I mean, if you like being lied to, if that's adorable, I get it, uh, I guess. So, you know, who are we talking about now being adorable? Tucker. Tuck, Tucker. Okay. I, I, boy, I've got to wash out for my pronoun antecedents there. Well, no, because, uh, you know, you could be talking about Sean because he is kind yeah. of adorable. And th th you could be talking about Dan because Dan's adorable. Dan is very adorable. And uh, so, so there, there you go. So, anyway, uh, I think we've uh, exhausted the uh, Tucker's Emily Latella moment and uh, just go find yourself a turlet. Uh, in uh, is that a toilet behind you in the at the? I don't, I don't think there. Do I don't think there are any here. There, the, 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 there's no toilets in Moscow. It must smell like Mardi Gras. 
Uh, there are toilets in Moscow and in that uh, train station. Oh, my, that's wonderful. <laughs> the train station. Just move, you know, a foot outside of it. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way. The, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. You were correct. Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they well, that's how we know it's not a white man. I can tell you that much. Do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed. Hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay. I mean, I love it when it's it's like a guy like Bill Maher or Van Jones can be surprised. I mean, like Ann Coulter was saying anything that we hadn't said or thought immediately. Yeah. I mean, this is the this is the M.O. I would we know we first of all, we know who did the shooting as soon as we heard the shot that there were shots. OK, well, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. No, uh, no, but, no, no. It might have been a white supremacist. You know, obviously. no, no, it's I, I was I was thinking that uh, uh, transgender because we've had a lot of transgender uh, yeah, shootings. Yeah, yeah. Right? All right. All right. Um, uh, uh, th there's a possibility. I, I put the odds on all of it. I thought I thought said maybe 25 percent chance it was transgender. Well, um, it was 50 50 that it was uh, uh, an immigrant. It was uh, uh, 75 percent, I was guessing, uh, named Mohammed. Yeah. Or, and uh, well, what's interesting is that, you know, these sports stations, these sports radio stations that always want to get into politics and everything. And this, of course, this is Clarks is, is the perfect merger of sports and politics is they're always looking for a hook to talk about politics. Uh, so I was thinking, I'm sure that and, and, and also these sports stations are very much dependent on gambling revenue now on the gambling sites, because that's the only thing that's making any money <laughs> in mm -hmm. the U.S. So, um so I was thinking, wow, probably was interesting. FanDuel was probably giving odds that it was two black black teenagers, and uh, and and you could and, and place your bets right now. You get the first bet free. So, um, yeah, but you know, but as the longer it took for them to divulge any names, and then of course, you know, they didn't want. To, it turns out they charged a couple of adults, but. Uh, and then and then somebody referred to the adults as thugs, which the Kansas City mayor got very upset about because yeah, you don't want to because that's a loaded term. Look, I know that Dan Roan, the former uh, sportscaster at Channel 9, finally got into trouble after about four, 45 years on the air because he called a black basketball player who had absolutely hammered somebody under the boards or whatever a thug and then he had to apologize of course not the basketball player uh dan roan had to apologize because that's a loaded word so i mean you just don't call a thug a thug that's, that's all you don't do that <laughs> so uh so it's kind uh, of funny it's that, kind that's of funny what the that, mayor was upset about it's kind of funny that the mayor said you know you called him a thug uh uh, uh that's racist it's like oh so you know they're not white too huh mayor <laughs> right. It's apparently well, the, interesting is the mayor. The a, mayor knew it's oh, they're not showing them. Oh, gosh, it's uh, we actually have a tweet somewhere. I don't know if, if Chris can call it up, but uh, Ray Long of the Tribune had a tweet from, uh, from a quote from uh, Nikki Haley. 
And Nikki Haley, I believe in this uh, tweet, is uh, criticizing Trump for lionizing uh, thugs like Putin. And well, here it is. Yeah. Haley on Trump. Donald Trump could have condemned Vladimir Putin for being a murderous thug. And I'm thinking, oh, my Nikki, that's a dog whistle to neocons. I mean, you just don't call Putin a thug, man. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so they we find out that, uh, you know, there are there were two juveniles involved in it. Then there were two adults that were that were recently charged uh, about it. Uh, so no, it was just a, it was just a gang shooting, right? It was just two rival gangs kind of gotten a, a spat. And... Could have been could have been a discussion over uh, Travis and uh, and uh, and Taylor, whether that was a, a, a psyop job. <laughs> of the nfl you never know what people are gonna get heated about whether mahomes is the goat i don't know if he if he's the goat now yeah i would uh, I, I would be i would i would bet large uh a lot of money that uh that none of them were taylor swift fans you know i mean that that is a dog whistle my friend uh i <laughs> i mean we we just well don't no because they because because they were male <laughs> well, right, right. They were straight. They they were straight male. So yeah. obviously, there's no way. Uh... Yeah. So let's pivot here. So who is Ionescu? That sounds like a, a philosopher, but it's a, it's a female basketball player. And that. Uh... Oh, is that the one that's uh, right the, the, that's that? like that's like selling out selling out Northwestern games? No, that's Caitlin Clark. Oh, Caitlin Clark. Who, okay. Who, by the way, I mean, I don't follow college basketball very much, and I know that March Madness is coming up. I haven't followed. I got burned in uh, an NCAA pool when I was at Channel Five. Uh, I had, you know, bet on Memphis to to uh, get all the way to the finals. That's when Derrick Rose was on Memphis, and they actually made it all the way to the finals, but lost. But then. Memphis had to forfeit all its games because Rose had cheated on the SAT and I had to give back my winnings the next year. Would you believe from, from the, uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. I didn't have to give back my winnings, but it's just like, it's just like, and of course, you know, my, one of my old shtick is that I took the SAT for Derek Rose. Uh, (laughs) and it was hard. It was difficult, but anyway, um, no, so this is Ionescu. Is that her name? It, it, we do we have tape of her, and she's hitting all these three pointers, like you know, like she's dropping a, a sugar cube in a, in a cup of coffee. First woman to compete in a three point contest on NBA All Star Weekend, and she goes out and puts up twenty six. Sabrina wow. Ionescu, and so my immediate male chauvinist question would be: If she can do that, is now is that now really worth doing? Uh, you know, it was my same reaction uh, to becoming a novelist when Pride and Prejudice came out. If it, what, what's the point? If if Jane Austen can do it, why was bother? It? Was it was it you that was just saying that you that you're no longer interested in basketball because it's just three pointers now? Most that there's I mean, no more there's people, no more there's no more dunking. That uh, did you see it? the uh, the final score of the NBA All Star Game was something like two hundred and eleven <laughs> to one eighty six. There was wow. <laughs> there's absolutely Absolutely no, uh, no defense. Oh, it's like bowling scores. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's what somebody was saying. They somebody had, somebody had tweeted that the only 
people that they wanted announcing that were Chris Schenkel and Nelson Burton Jr. Cha cha. Uh, it's going back to wow. announcing. Yeah, I would not have. I would not have gotten that joke. <laughs> you didn't need to. <laughs> you set it up. It's fine. So the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism, which I believe is in somewhere in Arizona. We have a, 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 a tweet about that. There, there are these students at the Walter Crankite School of Journalist, Journalism. They're outside and they are all wearing masks. They're mm-hmm. outside and they're wearing masks. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, I think you get this illusion or reference. I think right now we should, we, both of us should slowly take our glasses off and stifle a tear. Uh, <laughs> a little Cronkitean tear for where our huh. our youth and, have gone. Uh, and, oh and my god! What a... and and that's the way it is. Oh my god! You know, it's obviously not the Dan Rather School of Journalism because uh, yeah. because then the kids would have courage. Sure, they would, and they'd be saying crazy things like, "What's the frequency, Kenneth?" and storming <laughs> out because the last ten minutes of the U.S. Open bled over into his newscast or something like that. Uh, anyway, so there's a story that uh, Melania Trump, whom they always love to beat up on. Melania, she, Melania. Or you say, you spell it P-O-T-A-T-O-E, Dan Quayle. Um, Melania was disengaged when she was the first lady. Um and she just didn't want to pay attention. She was just sitting around in her terry cloth bathrobes during the day. She was very bad. All I can say is, okay, that's fine. But with Jill Biden as the de facto president now, it balances out among the first ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, you know, so it's okay. Uh, it's, it's absolutely uh, all right. It's, uh, yeah, you know, you know, Jill is busy because she never has time to pick out an outfit. She just. <laughs> oh, she wears the same. Yeah, yeah thing she doesn't even. It doesn't. In fact, it looks like she hasn't even done the done the laundry. She's uh, she's way in the back of the closet. Oh my god! <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if she had one of those uh, Fidel Castro or uh, Che Guevara green caps and had the cigar sticking out of her mouth and um, it was really down to it was really down to business. She was a gorilla. Um, hey, Chris, this is difficult. I know we got a little time right here. Do you have that picture? There's this woman named Diane. It was um, she's um, she's in a, in a portrait from like the 1950s or something like that. A very um, <clears throat> sexy pose. Uh, I wanted to show it to Tim, tell him what my caption was, but I don't know if you got it right now. And it's kind of difficult. It, it, her name was Diane. I sent that to you. There we go. Okay. And if you see the whole picture, my caption for that one, Tim, what what would your caption be for that? To that picture uh uh do you have a do you have a shorter jar well there i close mine was nice <laughs> jug so I, I, I just i just wanted to get the laugh from tim that's all all right bruce wolf tim slagle on the weekly wrap judge is fining former President Donald Trump $355 million. This is for Trump's civil fraud case. The judge finding that he exaggerated the values of his properties and defrauded lenders by inflating the values for years. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. So the New York governor 
said, so, oh, she doesn't want to scare away business from New York. Cause yeah, come up with these judgments for fraud cases that don't cost any businesses any money. It might seem like they're anti-business. Yeah. She said, oh, don't worry. We're not doing this to anybody else. Now, I can't remember. Is that called <laughs> a bill of attainder or something? I mean, there's it, something unconstitutional about that. But in any event, here's the thing. The, he's in some real trouble here because he's got to come up with money. And, you know, you know, if he's going to file an appeal and it's it's a lot of money that he, a lot of cash that he doesn't have. Well, he's got to come up with the money either way. Right. I mean, there's no. Well, I mean, he could. No, if he winds up appealing and, and they, you know, they say it was, you know, an excessive judgment, you know, that, that, but we're talking about right now and he's got to come up mon with money right now and he's going to be consumed with that. And this could have been the chess game that the Democrats are playing. I mean, pervert the justice system granted, you know, the, Hey, the means. Oh the yeah. End. It's uh, uh, there, yeah. There, there's no question in my mind. What they're trying to do is they're trying to uh, make it impossible for him to fund his own campaign. Exactly. So there, so there you go. So, I mean, that was the whole deal and you can see right through it. Now I did see it, but here's the, here's the irony of it. They're saying, they're, they're saying, they're saying that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million. Uh, but you know, now he's going to have to mortgage it for 350 <laughs> million. Yeah. The, uh, no, I just love the perversion. I mean, you know, Washington Post, uh, Biden running on democracy, dying in darkness. Uh, boy, it sure doesn't look like democracy, uh, obviously. I and mean, this is this is a travesty. Uh, I who is Mary Trump? Is that, you know, the, the that's weird the that's sister? the that's the that's the anti Trump Trump. Isn't she like a sister or something or a cousin? I can't remember. Something like that. But she she got came up with she got written out of the will. So yeah, she... she's a niece. She's a niece. Chris says uh, really funny line from her uh saying that she thought that trump in order to pay the money pay the judgment or pay the bond whatever it is uh was going to sell classified secrets <laughs> i just thought that was <laughs> i mean that was that's like the anti-tucker i mean that's like right from the left i that i mean that was great so let's pivot i hope i hope he still has a few oh, I hope well, they, I, you I hope want him to keep it in storage you know, hope yeah. they didn't take them all back. So Joe Biden, I saw this video the other day, and this is where Biden is walking, I guess, to Marine One. And he actually negotiates the walk just fine, I guess. I mean, it's a little slow, but it's fine. I think he's wearing who's wearing the new Trump gym shoes. I'm not sure. But but in any, in any event, um, but I just love. Look, no, look those at, are those are Velcro. Those yeah. are Velcro. He can't. No. He, but he can't you know, here's the thing: shoes. anyone who can't laugh at this despicable man's political career being reduced to the question of whether he can walk a few paces in public has a heart of stone. I mean, the idea. Man, think about it. He get if it to the extent that he can even think when he's walking out and has to make the go the ten paces or whatever. Uh, he's. That's probably the biggest moment of his day. Can he negotiate that walk? And it, apparently, like the next day or so, he tripped up the steps a couple of times to Air Force One. But yeah, that's a, that, that, that had to be, be that had to be an interesting call to the to, to, to Boeing. It's like, can you can you put in a shorter set of stairs? <laughs> right. I mean, that's... 
It's not going through the loading long, Yeah, this guy's long-storied career. Think of think about that, and you're down to whether I, you know, it's it. I mean, Tiger Woods had to withdraw from a golf tournament the other day because <laughs> he had the runs or something, but he'll be back. The I, I mean, the idea that he had he this is this is what he's he's come to, what Joe Biden's come to, and the, the Democrats, some of them are actually in denial over it. Most well, of them realize that's why, that he can't. Well, that's do the why, job, and they that's, don't care. That's why. That's why it, it, people keep people keep bringing it up. It's there's there's some hope uh, among conservatives that if they point out how badly he walks, that uh, that maybe they'll say, oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you're right. He is he is unfit. We do twenty five twenty fifth amendment time. It's it's not going to happen, you know, unless the deterioration. There's not that many months left to the election. Can you imagine what's going to happen once he's elected? If Biden was elected again, I mean, he's going to he's going to be on a respirator. You'll never see him. And <laughs> how's the president? Fine, fine. It's going to be like Woodrow just, Wilson's last last year when after slip, he had a stroke. Slip it under the door and he'll sign it. <laughs> right. So, um, mean, mean well, you know, I, they could get they could get Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham has been uh, has, has been operating a dummy that looks a lot like him for years now. So, oh really? Well, there you go. Maybe they could could contract Jeff Dunham to very nice. make him talk. So, did you see where Charles Barkley? I guess this was during All Star Weekend. He ridiculed San Francisco. He he basically. I mean, I think he said it was just like a bunch of. It's a bunch of homeless crooks. <laughs> now, I, <yeah. laughs> the, the great thing about Barkley can say this because you know, he's he's a he's a black superstar, I, and and everybody loves him. There's certain people who can get away with with certain things, and and Charles Barkley is the one. I, um, he could never run for office though. I don't think you know because from that position on the TNT set, he he can do that. But well, he can't run in San Francisco, that's for sure. But. <laughs> I think I think a lot of people would vote for him elsewhere in the country. Oh yeah, yeah, but no, I mean he'd trip himself up, you know, because everybody, you know, once they, you know, once 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 they see your dirty laundry, it, it's uh, yeah. it negates yeah, any trip chance like of you trip doing like that. Biden on the short stairs. Yeah, yeah. So remember Roland Fryer? Do you remember when we the two of us met and we auditioned? For this show, Chris had a lavish production studio. Oh, yeah, I remember you know, that. Eventually, the show shrunk down to you know <laughs> the point where we're going to do this on two tin cans. I get it, <laughs> but but uh, we did this audition. This it's the day I met you. Yeah, it's like a three camera shoot. Um, studio in a control set. room. We were just a segment of a show that had a very sexy. Makeup. A very sexy woman as a news anchor and a and a young mm -hmm. kid in a bow tie. I mean, mm -hmm. and it was it looked like a really funny thing. It never got off the ground. Uh, but the segment that we did in Well, we tried. Look at we we're we're off the ground, Bruce. We're, oh, we're... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. It's, uh, we so, had to uh, we had to we had to jettison a lot of the equipment. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> but, I mean uh, we're, but we we're made her we made her airborne. Yeah, we're higher up than Biden's step. That, that's <laughs> for sure. But um, we there was a segment there in which we brought up this guy Roland Fryer, and Roland Fryer is this 
Harvard. I don't know if he's a sociologist, what his area is, but he's a black guy who had studied police brutality. And he had come up with these findings that, oh, guess what? Black white cops don't really kill <laughs> blacks as often as you'd, you'd like to shoot at blacks as often as you'd like to think. Oh, yeah. They don't. Um, well, a- apparently, you know, he ran into a lot of trouble because they couldn't believe that those results and they didn't want him to, <laughs> right. to publicize them. So he was on with Barry Weiss, you know, this uh, liberal who's, you know, finally seen the light of day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was and I forgot what that tweet said right there, but basically was saying she was she was asking him if, if you know, if karma had come because uh, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, had been demoted. And yeah, she says, do you believe in karma? And he says, you know, I hear it's a, an MFR. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> so th- it's good. But, uh, you know, the thing about Roland Fryer. So he had said. White cops don't shoot at blacks that off, you know, as often as you, you think. And it's certainly, you know, in proportion to the crimes that they commit, you know, it's, it's all well within that. But sure. he had said he had said. That white cops did stop black kids or black any any blacks disproportionately. He had said that. But then Heather McDonald who's the you know, one who wrote the war against cops and she's on our side on this. She asked him, well, in your study, did you put in, did you factor for how often there was any resistance to these arrests? And he said, no. <laughs> so it was like, even his finding that was, you know, for the liberal point of view is kind of tainted, but we're happy with him because he's the one who alienated everybody by, going against uh, the racial doctrine. So but I just thought it was interesting that he came back in the news because, you know, Roland Fryer was it was a, a topic of conversation. Oh, there we go. Uh, look at those. Uh, look at look at those a kids. Long time ago. Yeah. Well, oh, there we, we even had mugs. Yeah. Uh, we even had mugs back then. We had mugs and uh, I was wearing the suit for probably the last time ever that I wore one. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little less gray there, but uh, still wear the same tie all the time. So when we come back, we got to talk about Odyssey. George Soros has bought 200 radio stations, including WBBM, WXRT, and the Score Sports Station, which I believe my sources tell me is going to be renamed the Scoros. Uh, Hey, oh, and it's not going to be much of a stretch for them because they already have leftist woke commentary by a couple of their hosts. So it's not going to (laughs) be. A, a, a big change for them and uh, it's it's going to work uh it, it, it's it's interesting if they'll actually get rid of the sports format at all it, it's 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 chicago's fifty thousand watt virtue signal you probably don't listen to it you don't care about it but we'll <laughs> we'll talk about all that and much more bruce wolf tim slagle on the weekly wrap It is an exceptional moment for Bears legend Steve McMichael. The official word that he has made the Hall of Fame is expected tonight. And only on our home of the Bears, an exceptional moment for Elizabeth Matthews with McMichael at his home as his team shared the news. Elizabeth. Yeah, guys, we are still awaiting for the official, official announcement to come out of Vegas. But it seems like after decades of fighting, Steve McMichael is a Hall of Famer. 
From the defensive line to the Hall of Fame, Steve Mongo McMichael is finally getting his moment. Bruce Will, Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. Now, this is where Tim nods off because we're talking about sports. I'm sorry, but I'll try to get through it real quickly. Look, Steve McMichael, good old number 76. Love the guy. I did a TV show with him 30 years ago. One of the few athletes I've ever actually gone out for drinks with afterward, then he wouldn't let me go. <laughs> and he was a little tipsy and he was a big huh. guy, future Hall of Famer. And I I couldn't leave. But he's a great guy and he's got ALS now and it's horrible. And you know the thing with the modern era with Twitter, I'm seeing updates on this guy like every day, sometimes twice a day on every emergency room visit, blood transfusions, and it's just I mean, it's it's a little it's a little much. Huh. I remember when Gene Siskel, who died, like I think it was I think it was twenty five, I want to say twenty five years ago this past week. I, it's it's hard to believe. Died of the same thing as his college roommate, Tim Weigel. I, I, Tim Weigel. I found that I found that inter- Yeah, well, and I still find that Ch- curious. Yeah, they both worked at Channel Two. Okay, but who knows where they got it at Yale at the same time, or or what, who knows. But yeah, brain, it was a brain thing. And I knew Tim. Tim helped me get in, into TV in Chicago. And I knew Gene. Wow. And he was very nice. Everything. But here's the thing. In the last year of his life, there was a de facto news embargo because the media usually protect their own. And you didn't hear anything about what he was going through. I mean, you kind of had to infer that it had to be bad because you never heard anything, which means mm-hmm. it had to be bad. But um it's just interesting how they would protect his privacy as opposed to I mean, Steve McMichael. And, and it must be the family that's putting this out. But it's I mean, it's it's just a, a little much. I guess it's OK. I don't have to look at Twitter. Right. But uh, in any event, really, uh, you don't have to look no at Twitter. There? You don't have to look at Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh, here's the thing. Bob Black, one of the guys who follows me, he tweeted to me. Mongo is loved. Steve McMichael, even though on TV he referred to his wife and the other wives of players on the Bears as the Kotex Mafia. Now, I got to tell you, I I saw that. And this is like in the early 90s on Channel 5 on a Sunday night. Steve, and it it was a ratings whopper. It was uh, that that show, that weekly show he did during the Bears season. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting on on the Channel 5 set in the end. And he's sitting in the seat of the sainted Carol Marine on a Sunday night. I mean, she's not there on the weekends and he's sitting there next to Mark G and Greco. And so just the place that it, it was like doing it in, in a cathedral. And he was saying, making this comment about the, the K mafia and G and Greco sitting there. And to me, that was the high point of Mark G and Greco's okay, And he's the greatest TV sports, local yokel TV sportscaster of all time. That was the high point of his career. Until, of course, he called his colleague a ditz on Channel 7 and got fired for it because she was an esteemed black newscastress and he shouldn't have done that. So <laughs> but but in any event, so, yeah, that memories of Steve McMichael. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that well. So let's switch to something that you do care about. We got a picture. Somebody put a baby picture of Leo DiCaprio up from 1976 all right and we'll show it to you tim and your reaction it's with his mom and dad he's he's just a baby leo dicaprio dicaprio and i'm thinking 
that there has got to be a causal nexus between unshaved armpits and a penchant for women under 25. Uh, he saw that. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been a females under the age of shaving that he goes for. But I and then, you know, I'm always worried that whether this is a real photo or not. But but I guess he was he raised in France. Was he born in France? Is that, is I don't that, know. I yeah. don't know. That's a uh, boy. But, that's that, that that that's right next to his meal center, too, isn't it? <laughs> and it's got it got to be like, come on, mom. Really? And you wonder uh, why I'm, I'm looking at this, looking at this picture of his mom and dad is holy cow. It just uh, uh, just unshorn hippies. Yeah, and you, totally. And you wonder totally. why you wonder why the guy's liberal. Yeah. Didn't yeah. I, I, in one of his acceptance speeches for the Academy Award, he uh, I told you talked about global warming. You know, and we, we all love that. And I'll never forget Jonathan Taves one of the great superstars of the Blackhawks Stanley Cup era tweeted. Yeah. Way to go, Leo. Way to go. And I tweeted back to Jonathan Taves, shut up and play hockey. Well, I got, <laughs> I almost had my Jersey pulled over me figuratively by, uh, the, the, the fans of Jonathan Taves who, uh, said, don't you dare tell, uh, Jonathan Taves, good old number 19 what and uh, to say and, and not to say, but um, Hey, you know, I haven't seen some good cleavage in at least five minutes here. Did you see, there's a picture of Kimberly Guilfoyle uh, on, um, on Twitter mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, somebody tweets and she, she's the cleavage is, is rather low there. Somebody tweeted there's cleavage that's tastefully done. And then there's this, uh, and a guy tweeted back to me about this guy named Steve Sarah. She said, um, well, I said, I, 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 uh, tweeted this picture to Paige Sporanic, whom we've talked about before Sure. on this, you know, the, the, the golf golfer, the well-endowed golfer. Uh -huh. And, um, Steve Sarah said to me, I think Paige may have been helped a bit in her endowment, but Kimberly Kimberly's has the wobble factor verification. So <laughs> I just <laughs> I I don't know what's wrong with me, Tim, that I'm putting these pictures up. Uh, I don't. Am I going senile? Am I like Joe Biden? I don't mind. A, I don't mind a little cleavage, but that went that that, that went kind of far. That that, yeah. that that was in risk of getting the bends. That did. <laughs> now, I don't even so. know who this is that Chris is putting up right now. I mean, it's a golf golfer, a female golfer. Apparently, uh, it might be that page Baranic. I don't know. I don't know her by her face. I, I, ha <laughs> so. I have a feeling. I have a feeling, though, she was in the LIV. Ah, there. Did, did you see? Because, you know, because when you're playing in the desert, you're going to see lots of the camel toe. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I dragged you down with me. That's, that's great. So um, this guy, Mark Potash, a writer for the Sun-Times. I mean, he's been writing about the Bears since before Sid Luckman, I think. And um, there's the people are trying to figure out whether the Bears should draft Caleb Williams out of USC or this guy named Drake May from North Carolina. But Potash uh, was very concerned about that. He said um, he gets too easily dismissed in Chicago because he's from North Carolina and he evokes bad memories of Mitch Trubisky. And all I could say is 
Michael Jordan also came from North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. he was a baseball player, not a football player. So um, in any event, where should we go right now? Where should, where should we go? What do you want to talk about? You got a, uh, you got something to plug? Got a favorite topic? Uh, me? No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, no, got other what, stuff here, but we out of we out of stories. No, I mean, I got, I got, a, I got a ton more. Um, I did you see? Um, who was it? Uh, there's a beer. Oh, Tom Skilling, you know, who's retiring the Channel Nine uh, weather forecaster. And some local brewery is naming a, a, a beer after Skilling. And I was thinking, you know, Dylan Mulvaney can promote it, I'm sure. So, uh, <laughs> I, that's you know, I, there's so many, there's yeah. so many beers, that beers now that uh, did, yeah. did you see that there's a, there's a pump in a forest preserve, uh, an Illinois forest preserve. That, oh, really? Uh, for, for some reason, I guess the Pope had, had gone by it. And, oh. uh, blasted as he went by it and now people line up for that pope for that the water from that pump in the forest <laughs> in the forest preserve that uh, it's it's supposed to be the fountain of, some people say legend is that it's the fountain of youth and there's a constant line with people with five gallon jugs that they want that water and a uh, local micro wait a minute wait a minute don't make a reference to that woman we showed before with five gallon jugs. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> are you saying the Pope went? went did you say the Pope went by it? Uh, that, yeah, apparently that that's uh, and blessed it and blessed the pump. And, uh, well, hey, speaking of, <laughs> and there's a, a local microbrewery is actually they right. call it like Holy Brew or something. It's right. made with water from that pump. So. Uh, um, Skilling of, bra does not sound. Uh, um... <laughs> Speaking of uh, of uh, of holy things, there's a new group. I believe it's called Jews for What the Bejesus is going on. Because did you see the Siena poll that had Trump up by nine over Biden in New York among yeah. Jews? Among Jews now. A lot of people are thinking that it's an outlier. It, 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 it's not real. It's just the Siena poll. But I mean, that's New York. Yeah. And for well, he's Trump been to he's be- a little too cozy, little too co- closely with the squad. I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's trying I to. Think, you, you know, I think I mean, the word is out. Who, for a guy who can't walk, he's really trying to straddle uh, the line very, uh, very deftly. Uh, Biden, that is, and. Uh, you know, well, so he doesn't far, know how to get he he doesn't know how to get votes in Michigan. I think that, that was right. that was I mean, a story we ignored. It, it, it's a, used to be easy back you know back when uh, everybody in Michigan was a member of the UAW, right? But it's uh, but now it's you know uh, all the cars are made in China, so <laughs> <laughs> he could be president of China. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's difficult. He's running after. Those votes in Michigan, because Michigan could go to Trump. And while he's doing that, he's alienating, uh, you know, a lot of Jews, uh, but not that many. It's it's hard. Let's see uh, the next poll. Well, I think there's more Jewish districts in New York than there are uh, Muslim districts in Detroit. So or. Yeah, no, but I mean, so look, I mean, he's not Biden isn't going to lose New York uh, no matter what, but really? it's going to be, it's going to be too close. I mean, it's going to be closer than he wants, but he's not going to lose it. But I mean, it, it's indicative of, you know, I mean, Jews don't vote based on Israel, except after October 7th, a lot more do. Uh, and, uh, and it, it's, 
it's a little bothersome that Biden is flirting uh, with uh, with the squad on this, even though his policies so far have been OK. But we'll see how that goes next week. Bruce Wolf, Tim Slagle on the Weekly Wrap. And that's the Weekly Wrap on radio and television. Follow Bruce at Bruce Wolf Shy on Twitter and Tim at TimSlagle.com. The Weekly Wrap with Bruce Wolf, a CP Pods production.